Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Leah Walsh, and this is Rosette, the podcast. everyone, Leah here, and today I had the pleasure to sit down with my good friend Eileen C. Chen, who is based out of Toronto and who has an extensive history working in fair trade advocacy and really has lots of knowledge to share about ethical consumerism and consumer choices that we can make. And so she was gracious enough to share some of those insights with us, and I can't wait to share that with you. So without further ado, this is my interview with Eileen C. Chen in Toronto. Thanks for taking the time. I'll just sit on the couch, have a chat with Leah. Like this is like the best like lunch hour that I can possibly think That's, of. So. I, I thank you. What's really funny, actually, yesterday I went to the dealership and they had to take a picture of my driver's license. But for some reason, this guy like blew it up so big like it fit like a normal size letter size and my face was just like there it looked like a mug shot and I was like <laughs> I am mortified right now that you have that in your file <laughs> anyway what were you up to before we sat down today I got out of bed and I think that is good enough for me <laughs> yeah that is an accomplishment yes in 2022 absolutely absolutely yep. As a tired, burned out millennial, I think um, I, a lot of people can relate. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What are you What are you consuming right now? Are you like a podcast listener? Are you like a reader? Or like, what do you? Um, I I do love podcasts. So some of the things, like obviously, really excited for yours to come out. Well, you know, not, it's, it's already out. out. I know it's already. Out. <laughs> I'm excited to listen to it. Um, okay. I have a few that it's always like on the on my playlist. So I have things like Today Explained. So it's more so like a news podcast. I get some information. I don't always listen to every single one because they don't interest me as much. But when, you know, like some of the political stuff was happening, it was good to just like be aware. And they seem to fact check pretty well. So I that was recommended by my friend, which was really great. Um, I'm really loving audiobooks. So now that I have to drive physically into an office, my mute is about 45 minutes Oof. and so I yeah yeah so I can probably get an audiobook out maybe like one every two three weeks because I don't go every day um and yeah like the good old Netflix Crave Disney Plus like you name it I'm probably just spending my time on it <laughs> so what is your sort of fair trade background um, sure. So I started kind of learning about fair trade and getting involved in university. So I went to the University of Windsor and um, I volunteered for Engineers Without Borders, which I feel like all the fair traders, you know, from university, that's kind of where they get a lot of their start. Um, and it was fantastic because we had a really good group of people that were really involved and they were like very optimistic about uh, what we were doing. So we did a bunch of events like for Fair Trade Month. We um, not for Fair Trade Month, for uh, Campus Week, Fair Trade Campus Week, which is in the fall. Um, 
we had, you know, someone literally drove from Windsor to London to pick up these fair trade bananas that we were handing out. <laughs> yeah, that happened. And then um, our president at this time was dressing up in like these banana costumes, which looked so weird. It almost reminds me of that um, scene in Accepted, you know, when he wears like the the wiener costume. I've never seen it. Oh, okay. I hope people know what I'm talking about, but it's so <laughs> funny but in like, you know, a, a banana costume. And it was so much fun to just talk about fair trade and having this like really interactive way of promoting what we did. So I'm not sure about the logistics of the bananas, but we got them, we handed them out for free. People got their potassium in, you know, they were able to study and go to class having a fair trade banana. So that was probably one of like my fondest moments um, of how it started. And at the university, um, uh, there was a group of us that uh, actually started um, a fair trade group on its own. So then, you know, like outside of EWB, it was its own thing. And we were trying to get our campus certified. You know, a lot of the members had all these talks with people in the dining department, you know, lots of talks and stuff. And I'm sure it's still ongoing. And I hope that it's been taken over since I've graduated. So um, yeah, that's kind of where it all started. And then I was able to go to a few of the uh, conferences that CFTN and Fairtrade Canada put on. I I, you know, like got to meet people from Fairtrade Canada um, and the Canadian Fairtrade Network was really great, you know. Um, yeah, and I was involved with the board of directors of CFTN for two years. And that was fantastic to see how things are done, like behind the scenes and to be kind of exposed to more of like the fair trade industry in Canada. So when I moved, um, so I, when I graduated and I moved um, to Mississauga, I was trying to find like more ways to be involved. And then I found fair trade Toronto um, and then started, you know, volunteering a little bit of time there. Um, I met with someone who worked for Agrifruit and I did some demoing work for their bananas. Anyways, I think I've been around for a while and I'm still a big advocate. I'm just not so much in the activism field right now, like uh, currently, but again, like coffee in my house has to be fair trade. That's like my one rule. Um, so yeah, I'm still very like, I'm promoting it. It's like dear and special to my heart. I'm just not actively volunteering for anything right at this moment, I should say. It's okay. We're not going to take away like your membership card to the fair trade club. Like <laughs> there's no, it, it won't expire or anything on you. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I mean, now that, you know, with COVID and everything, it was so hard to do things because I used to go into the city and meet with these people and like, you know, go to conferences and actually be able to like talk to people and what they're doing and how they're doing it. And, you know, once you graduate from that university life, it's so hard to really like keep that momentum up because, you know, your energy as you know, your energy gets a little bit lower. And because of everything that was happening in the world, it was just like, oh my goodness, like you just need to really like focus on you right now, right? Yeah, so, mm -hmm. no, for sure. Yeah, I'm hearing that from quite a few people. So I guess like thinking about where you started with fair trade, like what was the spark or like the moment that you were like, I think fair trade is mm -hmm. going to be a thing for me. 
So it was more so the inequality that I learned. So when you do learn about fair trade, you learn about, you know, um, where your products are coming from, the root causes of these problems, like how fair trade has been able to implement like better communities in, you know, the places that we get our food and our um, in our clothing and, and our jewelry and whatever, you know, fair trade products is out there. So for me, so one of the biggest things for me was like the farmers who grew, you know, like the, so the chocolate and the, and the tea and the coffee and the bananas and like the other fruits that hopefully are being certified now. Um, it was all of that. It was more so just like, I can't believe how little they were making. I can't believe the, um, the the settings that they were put in right the the their accommodations where they lived and like you know the the injustice of everything the the gender inequality and everything that had to do with that like that all sparked in and I think as you know an immigrant myself to Canada it was like oh my goodness like even when I was you know um like I was born and raised in China and I didn't come to Canada until I was seven years old and my time there I seem you know it seemed like I was, I don't know what you call it, if it's middle class or like lower middle class, but it, it never occurred to me like that, that was someone's life, right? Like to be a seven-year-old and helping your parents on a farm to, you know, um, to get the crops that you need to sell the products to like live your life. That was so, that was so like shocking to me, right? Um, even as a person of color and even as an immigrant, it was just like, oh my gosh, like I, I feel like all of my privilege um, when I'm learning about like the different lives that people like go through in the South and in other, in other places where our products come from. So that was like for sure eye-opening and I loved it. It was just like, boom, yes, this is, this is the spark. Like I know this, this is something that is going to be like a for sure, like personal passion. Yeah. I, I've heard a lot of people discuss sort of like a, they feel like it's a solution in a world of like sad things that you feel yeah. helpless about, it kind of gives you a sense of empowerment, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it, there's definitely still, um, it, nothing is perfect, right? There's no perfect system to solve all these issues. And we all know that. And, but it's kind of nice that there's, you know, this one thing or the, these, you know, organizations that are helping to really um, combat that, right? So they're, they're helping them to mitigate some of the issues that they are having and um, some of the farmers do have. And, you know, we're, we're trying and you can definitely see it because like there's really reporting involved and we can see it every year from you know different reports like okay yes our fair trade premiums go to xyz and this is what you see and it's so amazing so so amazing to see that so yes there's lots to do nothing is perfect but yes it is it is that spark of hope right especially during this time <laughs> yeah <laughs> particularly oh my for sure yeah what about that like seems like a good opportunity or like gets you fired up about fair trade so it's more so just like the the education that comes with like buying ethical products and what you trust right like what what stamp of approval are you trusting and what is good and what is maybe not so good but still is okay and ethical for you to consume so that's kind of where it goes with all that kind of stuff like 
for me, I really, um, obviously like we drink coffee in our household, like every single day. So for me, like an important thing is like, I really want fair trade certified coffee beans. Right. And that's just like something that I will spend a little bit money on. And because I go to Costco, um, and I buy like Costco beans, they're certified fair trade. Um, which is amazing. And it's not that much more expensive than what you can get at the grocery store. So shout out to Costco, man. (laughs) (laughs) Are you, are you a big Costco fan? I'm I'm the, like, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest Costco fan because I definitely have followed people who are much bigger fans than I am, but (laughs) But I think like in terms of things like where a lot of my things come from, I am definitely a big Costco fan. Nice. hundred <laughs> percent. But other than that, what else do I, yeah, I, you know, the products are good. We bought, I'm like, this is such an adult purchase, but I bought an air purifier. <laughs> <laughs> 10 um, on 10 proper adulting. <laughs> right. And it didn't come with any uh, styrofoam. Nice. Yeah. So that's, again, that's another thing, right. That you have to think about. It's like ethical, sustainable, like all that good stuff. They all kind of like go together. Right. It's all this, like, not to make it like a greenwash episode, but you know, it, it all kind of works. I'm making like, like gestures, but um, <laughs> I can't quite get the words out. <laughs> I, I should tell you, Eileen, this is an audible uh, medium. It's not a they won't see your hand gestures. Right. So sadly your, your visual humor (laughs) is going to be lost on our listeners. Oh, (laughs) but you know what, as you're, you're, you're seeing this right now. So as long as you can get it, that's all that matters. It's all for you. Sorry. Um, okay. I'm, I don't want to, I can't sing too much because I'm going to get, I'm going to get sued, but, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) What are some things that everyday people like our listeners uh, can do to make sure that fair trade continues to prosper and grow and so on? I think it's just about um, balance, right? Like when you go to the grocery store, um, when you want like a sweet treat, when you go shopping for like a, a classic you know, basic t-shirt, like, what are you going, what are you going for? Like, are you going to, um, like buy the whatever, you know, cheap chocolate bar that's on the shelf, or do you see something that's a little bit more expensive, you know, but it tastes delicious and it makes you feel good when you're actually thinking about it. Um, and you're at the grocery store or like a nicer one, uh, for example, Longo's, that's one of my favorites. Um, And you're like, oh, you know what, this is, this would be a really great gift, like, you know, for my partner or my friend or like, oh, I'm thinking about, you know, my mom or something, you know, like just like a nicer piece of chocolate. It's like that, that makes the whole world to the other end. Right. Right. Um, So just like, just, I don't, I guess mindful shopping is what I would, I would say, especially people who are already into the fair trade, um, environment and they know what they're looking for it's so much easier to make those decisions especially like with everything that's going on just just like you know in balance like I think 
Yeah, even like even for like for for example, like your store, like I would love to support it more than what I have been. But at the same time, it's like, okay, like I haven't thought about it that way yet. So like, you know, I'll make an order when I have, you know, holidays coming up or, you know, if I see something that, you know, sparks my you know, sparks that little joy inside of you. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, I must, I must have it. But other than that, it's more so like, okay, like I'll, I'll get a few things when, you know, my pantry is getting empty. Like I'll get, you know, chocolate, hot chocolate mix in the winter time when it's like a little bit colder, that kind of stuff. Um, fair trade, of course. But uh, yeah, balance and mindful shopping. That's what I want to summarize it in. <laughs> yeah. And just like, I, I think like building on that as well, I know food is like one thing because there's an X amount of food that we need and that's, yeah. that doesn't change yeah. whether it's fair trade or not, but things like clothing and jewelry and this and that, that are not consumables are really often treated like consumables these days where like you wear them for a season or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, eh. but really like if we can find that shift where we just are not consuming as much, yeah. um, then, then fair trade becomes a lot more accessible because you're spending a little bit more upfront on a thing that will last you a lot longer and you don't need to buy all those other things. So yeah, absolutely. But it's also like a mind shift as well, right? It's like, yeah, do you want to be a little bit more minimalist? You know, like, are you still, even if you buy this fair trade piece of clothing, are you also still buying like two other pieces of fast fashion clothing? You know what I right. mean? It's just like, it's, it's a, it's definitely a mind shift. And I've definitely had my fair share of like being a shopaholic. And, you know, when I was in university, I had disposable income. I don't know what that's like now, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you lived at home money, what's that? Yeah. I never heard of her. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like when, when I think when you do have, you know, disposable income and you just think about it differently, whereas like, you know, for someone who is trying to budget and save and, you know, like prepare for life, it's, it's a little bit different, right. Where, where we're at. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, but it's also like, take it at your own pace. Like not, you know, like that's, that's the whole thing. Like, so I'm, I'm, I was really into like the waste free stuff for a little while and like everything I was reading and, and researching, they're like, Oh yeah, I can have my waste in a jar. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. Like, you know, I could never do that. <laughs> I yeah. could never do that. So it takes a lot of effort. Like you don't want to go from like zero to a hundred. You want to like slowly like pick up your pace. Right. So yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, for again. sure. What's the best media you can recommend for our listeners to check out on fair trade? I personally enjoy Instagram, like as like a, a form of um, just like finding out like the brands and stuff. Like I'll follow, like, for example, like if you sell a certain brand on your website, I'll be like, Oh, that looks new. Like, you know, I follow like follow their account and see what they're doing. That's always good. Um, I am trying to like, you know, decrease the amount of screen time and social media time that I give myself. So a lot, oftentimes I will just like, um, use Google as a really good source or Ecosia, which is the other, um, environmentally friendly tree planting, <laughs> um, tree planting, uh, what is it like a uh, search engine? That's what they call it. Yes. Search engine. Yes. Yes. 
the alternative to Google. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, just do your research. Like usually oftentimes I'll just be like, oh, what are like the sustainable brands like for, for fashion, right? And then you'll get like a list. Someone will do like a blog post and I'll be like, oh, I've never heard of that or I've never heard of this brand or that brand. Like, oh, that's really interesting. And then you go on their website and you're like, do they ship to Canada, first of all? <laughs> yeah, a lot of the times they don't, yeah. yeah you don't they don't <laughs> sometimes yeah yeah so just yeah just like common media and like just ask your friends too right like um ask those like environmental savvy friends of yours like hey like where do you shop and oftentimes they'll be like oh yes like thrift stores and um you know like i used to love buying jewelry at Ten Thousand villages even though like um, I don't even know what I was wearing back in the day, but nothing matched and <laughs> I was living for it. <laughs> Matching is for stooges. It's fine. Uh, that's true. <laughs> <clears throat> I've, I've been calling it the sudden death round because Ooh. it's like, it's like, it's actually the most fun part. Okay. It's sort of the five questions that every person answers. And so we try to wrap up the interview on a fun note because fair trade is depressing. Okay. So. Um, what song do you have on repeat right now? Oh gosh. Um, control all and delete. It's like a, it's like a bop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like top 40. Okay, cool. <laughs> <So silly. laughs> I mean, top 40 is great. It's top for a reason. Exactly. That's true. <laughs> what emoji do you use most? Oh my gosh, the, cr- the the crying laugh emoji. Yes. God, man. Oh, I was re- I was I was on TikTok and they're like, oh, "That's such a millennial emoji." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, that's who I am." So yeah. Well, when you have the existential dread, you got to laugh and cry at once. That's right. <laughs> um, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Teleportation. Oh yeah. Yeah. Go anywhere at any time. That would certainly yeah. shorten your commute. Oh, for sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Send me to the office, but then you can live anywhere in the world. That's true. Or you can go anywhere in the world. That's yeah. That's true. And have you ever worn a banana suit and explain yourself? I have. Uh-huh. I have worn a banana suit. Um, I've worn a banana suit when I was doing some demo work for Equifruit. Oh, yes. And so I was literally wearing a banana suit in the um, at the Living Green show, which is like down in downtown Toronto at the convention center. And we were like going to different booths with the, like being a banana. And people were like, what the heck are they doing? I was like, so there's like this yoga booth. And I, I swear um, I was like doing like a yoga pose, like, uh, you know like doing it like a cobra on their <laughs> on their yoga mat with my banana suit on oh that was hilarious um and I think I think it turned into a, a gif of some kind so I'll uh I should send that to you yeah, yeah. Pixar it never that. happened yeah yeah yep. oh Madison would have a bunch of that stuff so okay we'll ask Madison <laughs> And um, another time I wore it for one of the um, CFTN fair trade conferences um, in Calgary and I had a little cowboy hat on. That's really cute. That was right when uh, the Rona hit. That I was, was not at that Miss, one, unfortunately. Miss Rona. No, you weren't. I was looking forward to it. Yeah, sorry. Next time. Next They'll time. Come They'll come back. <laughs> yeah. And tell me your best dad joke. Do you have, it could be like, it could be any joke. It doesn't have to be a dad joke. Oh my gosh. Um, 
Oh, I heard this really bad joke because I was <laughs> volunteering for some uh, conservation stuff and I was doing, and so what did she say? She said, why, why does, why do seals only like salt water? I don't know why. Because pepper makes them sneeze. <laughs> it took me a while to get it because I, you know, like salt and pepper. <laughs> so I also didn't really get it at first. But it took me a while. Yeah, it definitely took me a second there. I was like, what? Oh, I am. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I appreciate you spending some time with me chatting. <laughs> I appreciate you too. Thank you so much again to Eileen for joining me for this interview. It was so fun and I can't wait to share more of the great interviews that are coming up on the Rosette Network for Rosette the Podcast. Um, I thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed the interview and you're enjoying the podcast, please help me out by subscribing on Apple Podcasts and leaving a rating and review because it really helps to build visibility for this podcast. I know it doesn't seem like much, but it really makes a huge difference. So thank you so much for logging into Apple Podcasts and doing that for this tiny podcast. Um, I really, really appreciate it appreciate it so much. And until the next show, bye for now.